Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the LA Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the LA Lakers now, only on Hulu. When you need help or advice, you turn to your parents or a trusted friend for help. So why go outside of Virginia, your home, when you need car insurance? Abra Insurance gives you individual attention and won't turn your way no matter what your driving record looks like. Giving same-day personal service in the state of Virginia for over 30 years. Abra Insurance, 979-0814 is the number. AbraInsurance.com is the site. What up, what up, what up, the Ballhawk Show? Say one more time. What up, what up, what up, the Ballhawk Show? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ballhawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amaya Hawkins. And I thank you guys for taking time out of your day to listen to the latest episode of the show. Um, today's show, man, we're going to be recapping the Virginia Cavaliers defeating the Virginia Tech Hokies in Blacksburg last night. Uh, it was a hard, far game. Ended up winning, winning by a score of 64 to 58. And if you understand um, competition and the ACC and this rivalry, you understand that UVA seems to always blow out Virginia Tech one of the two games that they've played. And as a matter of fact, Virginia Tech is the only team that can say they beat UVA in each of the past three seasons. So um, we understood coming to this game that you throw out records, you throw out that their best player was injured. And that they were going to be inspired and motivated to uh, even a series and defend their home court. And uh, it was a tough game. Definitely was a tough game. Um, as you guys know, if you pay attention to Twitter and Facebook, the hottest topic is Hay Clark and his minutes or why he has a long leash. So that's going to be discussed at the end of the podcast. Hopefully it's not a long podcast. If that's all you want to hear, you know, fast forward maybe 15 minutes and you'll get to that part. But, um, you know, this is your first time listening to the Ballhawk Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Whether it's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, Podbean, Google Play, TuneIn app. Definitely appreciate you for taking the time out to check out my content. And if you enjoy the content, you know, feel free to go to previous episodes. And I definitely appreciate the support 
Uh, go to schujuice.com for your Shut the Hell Up Juice Apparel or hit me up directly on Twitter and Instagram at I am Ballhawk and also Facebook Amaya Hawkins. And you go to my fan site on Facebook, just type in Ballhawk. So let's jump right into it. Visited the Hokies. They had 9,275 people in attendance for the game. As I stated, the Wahoos end up winning by a score of 64-58, to 58, a far cry from the 20-plus win we had here at John Paul Jones Arena where we shot, you know, roughly 60% from three and, and we couldn't miss and we jumped out on them early. And this is with that, you know, when their best player was playing. But he's out now, number one all-time leader in assists. And um, so they had to make do with, a, you know, uh, Alexander Walker basically being the primary ball handler. He's their best pro prospect. So they had to adjust to that accordingly. Um, BD is a guy that he's basically our Kihei Clark in a sense. And I'll give you a little snippet. So Kihei Clark, the past four games, been struggling, right? Especially finding his shot. And it was amazing reviewing the film again before I just did this podcast and record this around 5 o'clock p.m. on Tuesday. Um, I watched the game in additional time, but I watched, uh, you know, a game film without commentary and different views. And it was it was ironic that watching Virginia, Virginia Tech, they basically had one guard on the floor that the other team was daring to shoot or daring to make a play offensively. So, you know, Kihei Clark, his first shot was an air ball. And then you turn around on defense, Beattie, um, he was 0 for 4 from the field, 0 for 3 from the three-point land. You look at Kihei Clark, he was 0 for 3 from the field, 0 for 2 from three-point land. Kihei played 22 minutes. Basically, he played every minute of the first half, only two minutes of the second half. And Beattie played 19 total minutes. Um, so... And I'll get into more of, of Kihei Clark in a discussion later on. So I don't want to cheat the fans who are, are loyal to the podcast and they love to hear like post-game notes and, and stats. And then what I thought about the game and then I get into the soapbox moment. So post-game notes at Virginia Tech provided by Virginia Sports. Shout out to my bro Jeff White. Uh, team notes, number three, Virginia is 23-2, 11-2 in the ACC. Swept the two-game series versus Virginia Tech. That's always a great thing, sweeping the Hokies. UVA is 7-2 versus ranked opponents this year, and we know that's coming to one team. That's Duke. UVA is 8-1 in true road games. UVA is 4-0 against teams from the Commonwealth of Virginia, posting wins against VCU, Wilmer Murray, and back to, and two wins versus Virginia Tech. Virginia has won 21 of the last 24 games against teams from Virginia. Uh, Virginia is 93-56 and 56 all-time versus Virginia Tech, including a 22-30 and 30 mark in Blacksburg in a series that dates back to 1914-1915. The Cavaliers are 6-2 in their last eight games at Castle Coliseum. Uh, head coach Tony Bennett is 14-6 all-time versus Virginia Tech. The UVA-Virginia Tech game was worth a half a point in the Commonwealth class, and the Hokies lead this year's class five to three and a half points. Virginia has won 11 or more ACC games for the seventh straight season, which is a school record. UVA has won 23 or more games for seven straight seasons, which is a school record. Virginia held a 32-29 to halftime lead behind 
my guy, Cal guy, 17 points. And a fun fact, UVA is undefeated this season when they've lead, led at halftime. So the only two games we've lost were to Duke and we were trailing at halftime. So you could say we're a classic front runner. We put the pressure on you um, and, and we hold on to leads, which is should be a good thing, you know, a good barometer, a good indicator because everybody loves advanced stats and analytics. So that's the stat. So if we're leading at halftime, we're 100% that we're going to win as of right now. Uh, player notes, double-figure scores. Cal Guy, who has 17 in the first half, finished with 23 total points. Ty Jerome has 16 points. DeAndre Hunter just had 10 points. Cal Guy has a three-game, 20-point streak, 12th career, 20-point game. He's the first U of A player to achieve this three-game, 20-point streak since the great Malcolm Brogdon, who is now um, – what is Malcolm now with the Players Association? I know Andre Iguodala is the VP, but I know he up there now. Um, and that took place February 15th through February 27th of 2016. I'm sorry I got sidetracked. Um, guy has a 25-game three-point streak, which is the longest active streak in the ACC. Cal guy passed Adam Hall, who actually came in the same time. Well, he came in a year after that I did. Um with 1,104 points from 1999, but that's two years, I'm sorry, 1999 to 2002 for 43rd on UVA's career scoring list. He now has 1,123 points. Cal got past the great London Parentes, probably pound for pound, the best pure point guard this university has seen. You know, I say pure because we know, like, Sean Singletary was about a bucket. We know Corey Allen Zeland was about a bucket. Harold Dean, all those guys. Donald Hand. Um, so the list goes on and on. And I apologize if I didn't go all the way back to when you guys, you know, started watching UVA basketball. So, again, I'm just a football player. Let me live. Um, Cal Guy is sixth all-time on UVA's career three-pointers list with 212 career three-pointers. Mommy did. Kite had two blocks and extended his block streak to eight. Game. So let's go to the box score. Let's check out what Virginia Tech did. Uh, Virginia Tech as a team, they shot 39% from the field. In the first half, they shot 46% from the field. In the second half, they were limited to 33% from the field. From three-point land, they were 2 or 13 in the first half. That's 15%. 1 or 15 in the second half. And actually, they missed um, 14 straight because Ahmed Hill actually hit a three-pointer within the first couple, first minute of that second half to tie the game. So, you know, they ended the game 0 for 14 from three. They shot just 10%. There was three of 28 total. This is the top three-point shooting team in the ACC. I think they're like fourth or fifth nationally, something like that. So to limit them to just 10%, and they had some good looks. And then other times – um we recovered well, and then we pushed them a little further out into Thailand, and they couldn't make those shots. Um, from the free throw line, they attempted 13 free throws. They made nine. That's 69%, and they're one of the better free throw pursuing, free throw shooting teams in the ACC. Uh, you look at their rebounding. They had 13 offensive re- rebounds, 15 defensive rebounds. That's 28 total rebounds. Blackshear Jr. had 13 rebounds by himself. A lot of those offensive rebounds came from long – jumpers you know hitting the back of the rim coming out to the 15 foot line extended you know around the free throw line and uh outlaw was doing a great job of tracking down those long rebounds he had five offensive rebounds by himself 
and Blackshear also had five. Then they had a couple late in the second half when the game was pretty much, you know, put away. Um, you look at their turnovers. They only had eight turnovers. They had nine assists. They had nine steals. And off those turnovers that they generated, they had 13 points, 38 points in the paint, 21 second chance points off those 13 rebounds, eight fast break points, and only five points from the bench because they're very limited as far as their rotation. When you look at us, conversely, on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, our shooting woes, not shooting woes, but our shooting, who were 12 or 26 in the first half, 46%, and then the second half was 11 or 24, we shot 45%. So for the game, we were very efficient. We shot 46% from the field. We were 11-27 from three. We shot 40% from three. The first half, we were 5 or 14. The second half, we were 6 or 13. 6 or 13 is such a, you know, a great number because that's what Cal Guy was alone from the three-point stripe. He was 6 or 13, 8 or 15 for a total of 23 points, as I said. Um, for the free throw line, we shot just 58%. Um, we got to improve on that to, to definitely close out games. We only won this game by six points. Identical s- scores in each half. Scored 32 points in the first half, 32 points in the second half. They scored 29 points in the first half, 29 points in the second half. So when you break down um, – also, points in the paint, we had 16. Uh, we generated, we had five steals, converted that to six points. We turned the ball over 13 times. We had 14 assists. And usually, you, I mean, lately we've been double digits every time turning the ball over, and that's something that we're going to discuss in the soapbox moment. But um, we talked about the big three and their scoring, Cal Guy, you know, talked about his 23 points, had three assists, four turnovers, two steals, seven rebounds. Ty Jerome has 16 and six, just two assists. I mean, just two turnovers. He has six assists, uh, three rebounds. He was three or six from three, 60% from the field. He was six to 10 overall. Um, DeAndre Hunter had four rebounds to go along with us. 10 points, one steal, one block, one turnover. Uh, Jack Salt played just 13 minutes. The past couple games, he's been playing between 13 and 15 minutes. Um, got into some foul trouble. Um, had one point that was on the on the free throw for the hook foul that they called on Blackshear Jr. Uh, Kihei Clark, the man of the hour that everybody wants to talk about. He played 22 minutes. He played 20 minutes in the first half, just two minutes in the second half. He attempted three shots. He missed all three shots. Missed both of his three-pointers. One was an air ball. Had two rebounds. He had two assists to just one turnover and no points. Um, Omni Diakite was three of eight from the field. Uh, Missed a breakaway dunk. Uh, 8.6 rebounds. We talked about the two blocks. He played 30 minutes. Braxton Key played 28 minutes. Two for five from the field. Hit two daggers from the elbow. Three-point line. Had That's where his six points came from. Three rebounds. He's usually our leading rebounder, but this game he was fifth and re- fourth and rebounding. Um, two assists, two turnovers, and then Jeff Huff just played five minutes. Uh, one personal foul, registered one rebound, didn't attempt a shot. Also had one turnover, and um, pretty much got pulled because of Virginia Tech and the 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 small lineup that they were running. So when you look at Virginia Tech. Kerry Blackshear Jr. is the only, quote, big, I'm saying that quotation, my only big man that they have. It's really they playing with four guards. So, you know, we started out playing with Jack Salt. <clears throat> Blackshear can uh, take Jack Salt out of the paint. Virginia Tech was doing a great job of, you know, cutting 
and their their movement without the basketball, coming off of their screens, creating switches that we usually don't do, <clears throat> and the backdoor cuts and the inbound plays were giving us trouble because of their quickness, because of the lineup that they had in, and because the paint is open because Jack Hawk, Jack Salt has to come out because Blackshear will hang out, you know, basically as our fans would like for Jay Huff to play. You know, if Jay Huff's in the game, that's how they feel the game would be for us offensively to which, you know, Jay Huff would be around the three-point lane, free throw line extended, the guards could drive weak side, go off the elbow, give you a whole side, get to the baseline. So, you know, it it, it calls for Coach Bennett to kind of tinker and look at his matchups and look at his lineup. He went with a three-guard set just because he wanted to – add more on-ball pressure because they're so guard-dominant. They're a very good three-point shooting team. Kihei does a good job of pressuring the basketball, um, causing a lot of mistakes from being the pest. The drop-off is he's not as polished as you would like offensively, especially these last four games. He's been struggling. He's he's hit the freshman wall um, just a couple of weeks ago when we played Virginia Tech here. If you can remember, he was hitting corner threes. He hit one right before the half. That was huge for us and kept us with the momentum. Uh, but lately, um, I think he's missed his last seven or eight straight shots. Um, he's only shooting 30% from the field on the season. And you have a lot of people calling for him to get pulled and have his minutes limited. And it's a lot of narratives that's been created to demonize this young man that I think is unfair. Like if you have, if you create a legit narrative and you have legit data that says he doesn't need to play, I have no issue with that. If somebody comes with a legit critique and they say, Hey, ball Hawk, he's killing us shooting the basketball teams are shading away from him, leaving him by itself. Somebody told me that. And that's what made me go back and watch the film and just watching the film Virginia Tech just just was not leaving. It's not like he was Ben Simmons and they were sagging underneath the three-point line, daring him to shoot. No. He just happened to be a wide-open guy on the two three-pointers that he took. And then he drove to the basket. He got a little too fancy, had too much sauce with his filet layup, and it got swatted. Coach Bennett went up to him and said, hey, man, instead of doing your little, you know, Iceman Gervin little finger roll, how about you do a teardrop like Ty Jerome is doing off the backboard? Give me a little floater action because – those big boys are lurking. Or do what you've been doing. Go strong. Commit. And if you see distress, now you dump it down to the big because that's the help guy. Um, but I, I guess I get right into what I what I seen. So we have the continuity offense to where we have three guards. It's constant motion, constant catching, making an extra pass, uh, trying to get to the baseline on dribble drives to kick to the opposite corner which that's what Kihei's strength is. He could he can pressure you and break down the defense by getting to the baseline, causing that big to come from that opposite block. And now you got the guard having to come down so you can't dump it down to the big and he'll kick it to the weak side uh, corner. And then you get a cow guy three-pointer. Ty Jerome does it well. Ty Jerome will actually go baseline and kick it not only to the weak side um, corner, but to the elbow. Did I just say the elbow with Kihei? I meant the corner. But – so with the continuity offense, I can understand why Kihei is starting because you need an added ball handler. And you would love the threat of having Ty Jerome and uh, Cal Guy working those elbows. And now you can use the 15-foot kill zone with Hunter. You know what I'm saying? So 
Now, will it, now would that offense look even better if you put Jay Huff in it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm just trying to figure out where we could find, you know, minutes for Jay Huff. Because you have people saying, Bohawk, we got to find minutes for Jay Huff. And now people are making Kihei Clark public enemy number one because he played 22 minutes. And they're like, we could have given Jay Huff some of those 22 minutes. And while on the surface it looks like, oh, it's, it looks that simple, it's really not. Because Jay Huff is stuck between Braxton Key and Mamadia Kite. Jack Salt's only playing 13 minutes. So if we flipped it and Jay Huff only played 13 minutes, I think people still be complaining. People just want to see the unicorn really get out there, scream on folks, dunk on folks, and, and we're all excited. Uh, but I just think with certain matchups, you can't play certain lineups. Certain guys are going to get more burn than what you're used to seeing. And for the past couple of games, how the lineups have been and how teams have played smaller, you've been seeing a lot more of Kihei because of what happened to Mamdi getting knocked out versus Duke. So we added another ball handler versus UNC, and he played a lot the first half, and then the second half we went more with our death lineup. And our death lineup, what we do is we take Kihei Clark out, and we take Jack Salt out, and we insert Mondadia Kite, we insert Braxton Key. And then even late in the game versus UNC, we put in Jay Huff to, to open up that lane even more. You know, Coach did that because he understood that size for size, he won't lose as much on defense. And we gotta we gotta always heart back to this, ladies and gentlemen. Tony Bennett is a defensive minded coach. Okay, he's going to make sure that if one thing does not drop off, it's going to be defense. He's not going to sacrifice defense for offense. He's just not because he's a firm believer in extra possessions. Yes, we may have some empty flights where we go up and a Jack Saw or a Kihei Clark. Just can't make an open shot, correct? But if we can continue to play and suffocating defense, he's looking at it the wear and tear. He's looking at if you was a boxer and he's going to the body early. He's setting you up for late in the game when he comes with that death lineup. Because when he comes with the death lineup, which he did, I want to say he started off with Mamdi and Hunter in the game. So it was Mamdi, Hunter, and Jack Salt, I believe, in the second half. Um, because Jay Billis talked about how that was a big lineup. And then they brung, then we brought Key in around, I want to say, the 10-minute mark. And, I mean, you had a couple subs in between them. But before, boom, we, when we finally went with that, you know, the, the death lineup, where it's the best two-way lineup that we have and one of the best lineups that you, you will see in college basketball because there is really no drop-up. Yes, Braxton Key isn't as polished shooting the basketball, but he can slash, he can finish. He demonstrated that he you can't just not let him shoot because he made two three-pointers that were daggers versus Virginia Tech. Modern Diakite is what he is. He's an athletic enigma. He's a guy that he's so freakishly athletic and streaky that teams aren't just going to let him shoot. You know, does he have bad shot selection? Absolutely. Does he want to triple that like DeAndre does? Absolutely. But... He's a guy that you have to respect. He's going to, so when we go to that lineup with Diakite and Key, we can also be aggressive on the offensive board. 
because Key is our best rebound. So you have our best rebound in Braxton Key, also one of our best finishers around the rim in Braxton Key. You have one of our best finishers around the rim in Mamadi Akite, and then our best rim protector in Mamadi Akite. Ty Jerome is who he is, a stone-cold killer, shoot from Thailand. Cal Guy is what he is, Ray Allen type. Catch and shoot. Don't even look. Close his eyes, sir. Shut the hell up, Juice. When the crowd got too hyped with a 202 mark and he hit that three from the corner, he posed and then threw up the juice man for him. Then you got DeAndre the Hunter. And when the Hunter smelled blood, you're going to get got. He in this kill zone. But let's, let's circle back, shall we? Let's circle back. Let's circle all the way back because I'm not going to let y'all off that easy. People, why do we do this? Two players on our respective teams. You know, just about two weeks ago, we were loving Kihei Clark. I could I could just remember the first couple games was like, how did he get a scholarship? Who is he? Oh, they comparing him to Leonard Parentes because he's from California. And the kid just flat out plays his butt off. Gives you everything he has. All heart and hustle. Any points he gives you as a bonus. But you see how great he is as being a pest on a basketball. And everybody's having a contest of what's the nickname we're going to give him. And you got means of him flexing and looking all mean at guys. We're like, oh, we love Kehi Clark. And then he starts, he gets inserted to the starting lineup and the little invitation that we in versus Wisconsin and stuff. And, oh, my God, Kehi Clark, he's a fan favorite, man. We love Kehi Clark. And then Ty Jerome goes down. He starts against Miami. He has a little shaky start. Without another ball handling around him, the 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 Kihei whisperer, Ty Jerome, he has six turnovers and six assists versus one of the better point guards in the ACC that plays for Miami that's shorter than him. And it seems like ever since that game, he's kind of teetered as far as the confidence level, right? Because his expectations thrust upon this young man now. Now, here's one narrative that everybody has to stop saying about him. I'm tired. They be like, ball hawker, he's just careless with the ball. He needs to stop turning the ball over. So everybody loves numbers, right? So I'm going to give you some numbers. And excuse my dog for barking right there. I'm going to give you some numbers. How many turnovers do you think Kihei Clark averages a game? Or how many turnovers do you think he has total this year? He averages less than two turnovers a game, all right? Kihei Clark has started eight games. He's played in 25. He's logged 637 minutes, which is the fifth most minutes. You know, Calgary has played 854 minutes. Uh, Ty Jerome has played 785 minutes. And DeAndre Hunter has played 778 minutes. And then you have Kihei Clark playing 637 minutes. Braxton Key has played 560 minutes. Uh, Monte Diakite has played 498 minutes. Jack Salt has played 463 minutes. And Jay Huff has played 203 minutes. So Kihei averages 25 minutes a game. Jack Salt averages 19 minutes a game. Jay Huff averages 9 minutes. Braxton Key averages 22. Monte Diakite averages 19. And Monte Diakite's minutes really took a hit when he got that, that average took a hit when he got hit in the head and he left the Duke game. You know, so that that really brung down his minutes. Um, Cal Gal averages 34 minutes. DeAndre Hunter averages 31 minutes. And Ty Jerome averages 32 minutes. But let's go to the turnovers, right? So turnovers. Ty Jerome has the ball the most. He's turned the ball over the most, 42. But in 785 minutes, 42 turnovers to 123 assists, I'll take that. 
Uh, DeAndre Hunter has 29 turnovers with 52 assists. Kyle Guy has 38 turnovers to 54 assists. And he's not a guy that's asked to really ball handle that much. Then we go to Kihei Clark. He has 54 assists. He has 29 turnovers. He has the same amount of turnovers as DeAndre Hunter. But he's a prime one of the he's the only other primary ball handler. So when people say he turns the ball over a lot, I look at them and I'm like, where? This past game, he turned the ball over one time, and that was on a defensive rebound before the end of the half, and he tried to kick it up the tie to get a, you know, a heave from the, um, the half-court line, and Isaiah Wilkins came in, stole it, had a little dipsy-do layup. That was his only turnover of the game. The other turnover, when Monty D. Keith, they tried to pass it to him, the, the defender got his hand on the ball before he could even, Kihei could even get to it. And then you go to game – so basically the last three or four games he has – Three turnovers, or maybe even four. So the last four games, he has four turnovers. We got a guy that we love dearly, that's our leading scorer, had four turnovers this game. You feel me? But I know what it is. He's scoring. So if you want somebody to generate more minutes, come with me with a legit narrative. They said, well, ball hawking only averaged four points. You're right, he do. You're right. He can't hit open shots. You're right. The past four games, he has hit a wall, okay? But what's the other intangibles? What's the other things that we use that he helps set the table for us? You notice he's been playing heavy in the first half. Give you a look. Then the second half, he's been limited. So that's been the big difference. So is it really a big issue when you look at the scheme of things? Or are you just nagging because you want to see the unicorn play? You want to see Jeff Hull play. First it was Jack Salt. We shouldn't play Jack Salt that much. Now it's we shouldn't play Kihei Clark that much. First they love you, then they leave you alone. Can you imagine in this day and age? Because I wasn't around with social media. I couldn't only imagine from Kihei Clark. You getting all this praise. Everybody want to call you the mongoose and all this these cool nicknames, and now they're like, hey, the Kihei experiment needs to be done. Okay. So this said we don't play Kihei Clark. Who, who's our other ball handler? Don't say Kyle Guy. Just ask Duke. They was waiting for five to get the ball to be a ball handler. That's not his skill set. Don't say DeAndre Hunter. Hell no, he don't want the ball outside of the kill zone. Teams are giving us a soft press to, one, try to get the ball out of Todd Jerome's hand because – He's our primary ball handler. So that's why you see Kihei Clark in the game. Just ask any team coached by Tony Bennett how they've done versus the press. So now you understand why Kihei plays a lot, at least early in the game. At least early. But for folks, you know, was coming at me on Twitter the other game, not coming at me, but just coming at Kihei like he did such a bad job. And, you know, when he left the court, it was such an improvement. Well, how, why the hell didn't we score more points with him off the floor? He played all 20 minutes in the first half. We scored 32 points. In the second half, without him on the floor for 18 of the 20 minutes, he scored. we scored 32 points. What the problem is, since everybody loves numbers, because I'm going to just give you numbers. We scored 32 with him, 32 without him. Huh? Yet we had eight turnovers in the first half. The turnovers are the difference. He had one of them. And his one turnover happened at the end of the first half. 
So which one is it? I'm trying to see something. Are we just picking and choosing who the hottest take, who the easiest target is? Just to rain on a parade and, and be like, are we that petty? Are we that spoiled? How many games we don't won so far? Who coach us? How many times you won ACC coach of the year? Oh, people saying, well, I'm just giving my opinion. I mean, you know, I can provide my opinion for, for Coach Tony Bennett. Yes, you can provide your opinion, and I can provide my opinion. They just shut the hell up, Juice. It comes in a nice glass with Virginia colors, and it tastes so good. It tastes so good, you don't even want to talk no more. How about that? It go down with food. It go down with chips. It go down with sweets. Hell, it go down watching the game. Hell, what do you need to do is sip shut the hell up juice for you hit sin. All you armchair coaches, please check with the shut the hell up juice guidelines before you hit sin anymore. Because some of these things y'all putting out here that these players can see, come on, man. Come on, fam. We better than that. You know, he turns the ball over a lot, ball hawk. Where? Show me. A lot. Because you said a lot. In a lot. He's turned the ball over one time. Somebody's like, that's not a, that's a fake stat. Okay. Because I, I trust my eyes. Well, you must wear bifocals. You must be Lord Daryl. Stop making fun of me. So, Kihei, just remember, man, you signed up for this. This is, this is what sports heads do. First, they love you. They leave you alone. And then they love you again. That's just what it is. As an athlete, you gotta, you, you, we built for this. It's just what you build up for. And somebody said, well, you know, because I got a headset on, does that make me an expert? No. It doesn't make me nothing. It just gives me opinion just like you. So don't get sensitive when I share my opinion also. Okay? Okay? Okay, pumpkin? Okay? Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't get defensive because I get on the offensive and start applying pressure, breaking down your narratives. Kihei, keep doing what you're doing, man. You hit you hit a little freshman wall. You've been struggling. People panicking because they worried about UNBC. Everybody living in the past. They always say stop living in the past. Everybody's so scared about March. I don't want to lose in the first round again. I don't want to lose in the second round. We got to win in title ball. Something has to change. And no matter what, we find a way to win. And while we winning and carrying on, guess what we doing amongst each other as a fan base? We picking on certain players and why they shouldn't play. Come with me with a come to me with solutions. Come to me with solutions. Break down in the comment section. Give me your rotation. Give me the minutes that should be played by each player. And then we're going to say versus this team, how would the rotation be? Give me the minutes. Give me the breakdown. That's what I need. Because if not, you know what I got on deck, right? You, 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 you know what I got on deck, right? A full case unlimited i mean i got so much juice so much to serve and that's all i got for y'all man good is the enemy of great be great in everything that you do man wahoos continue to roll we sweet virginia tech we should be happy i mean hell they would have beat us they would have been talking so much trash but we we killing each other you know fan bases fighting amongst each other <laughs> boy i tell you Gotta love it. Why, who, why, man? I'm out. Subscribe. I want the whole world spin my record. Say, bro, the hoodie styles. Check game. Stay free records. Ho! Shorty girl, fed the death in a massaging. Bad news, even be massaging. I got a city head. I be massaging. Pinky rings on my finger, I massaging. I got a speedboat concert, cause I massage. I coming through about a whole kind of large. I be massaging. I've been massaged. I'm coming.
cause I'm a sergeant. I got ice around my neck cause I'm a sergeant. I even go cheap, I'm a massaging. I pick and bring ice out cause I'm a sergeant. I got a hundred million arms, I be massaging. I got ten dollars, I be massaging. I got a thousand dollars, I be massaging. I got twenty-two cents and be massaging. I took a penny and be massaging. I tell shorty girl fit, I be massaging. You big too. I be massaging, I stay paid, I be massaging, I stay late, I be massaging, I hit the poop all night cause I'm massaging, she wanna come through loaded and massage, whole cheese, we massage, bad new pasta constantly massage, ain't no joke, I be massaging, even the bacon and eggs I be massaging, huh, polo shirts, Santo Adidas, I be massaging, I love you sweetie cake, spin my record, let me give you the game On oh, how to get rich Take a penny And flip a penny Then 40 billion uh-huh. Why I be massaging What? Car stern wheel I be massaging The whole The whole label Of the state free records In the VA Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.